0: This is the News Radio 560 KPQ podcast with all the latest from around North Central Washington and the state. You can keep up with the latest 24 hours a day at KPQ.com. A Moses Lake man, known for hiding from police in a washing machine in 2019, will now serve almost six 33-year-old Timothy Briggins to 70 months this week. Briggins was captured by Moses Lake police after a set of quickly evolving events that included threatening and hitting a driver, stealing a car, hiding in a washing. Washing machine and fleeing from a home before being taken into custody. The federal court convicted Riggins of having homemade bombs, although it granted his request to be moved to Tucson. Southland High School Principal Brad Wilson now headed to a national competition after being named Washington State High School Principal of the Year. Wilson received a surprise visit Thursday from Scott Friedman with the State Association of School Principals, who made the announcement, Wilson is now a candidate for the National Principal of the Year Award after being recognized for boosting programs for Latinx students at Chelan High He's also being credited for higher graduation rates and a lower level of discipline at the school. City of East Wenatchee now onto the design phase of its project to set up a four-way traffic signal at the intersection of 3rd Street and Rock Island Road. Darren Melton of the city says, That back in December, they received a grant from the Transportation Improvement Board for roughly $807,000 to improve the intersection. Since then, the city's gone out and issued a request for qualifications from qualified consultants. We got two responses back, and staff went through them and determined that Perkeet was the most qualified consultant. The city council this week authorized Mayor Crawford to negotiate a consulting contract with Perkeet. Which could be worth as much as 102,000. Not having irrigation district is now in possession of the entire federal water distribution system within the Columbia River Valley. A title that covers all federally owned facilities with the water distribution was transferred during a ceremony this week. Congressman Dan Newhouse, who was in attendance at the ceremony, says residents will see a huge improvement over time. Now, the irrigation districts themselves will be much better able to provide service to their customers instead of having to work through the labyrinth of federal bureaucracy. The transfer covers improvements from buildings and pumps to ponds and roads. Tax cuts are unlikely. According to some legislators, like 12th District Representative Keith Gainer. Now, Gainer says rather than starting new programs, which always seems to be on the horizon, legislators need to make sure that those... ...that have been most impacted by the pandemic-received relief funds. Make sure that we do shore up programs that the state has put in place that have been there for years. And I'm thinking specifically of Medicaid reimbursement. We still have businesses still suffering from the pandemic barely hanging on. There were relief funds there that are sitting there. The state is high in tax revenue right now, as well as a billion provided through COVID relief funds. The supplemental capital budget for the legislative session is forecasted to be roughly $100 million. Representative Mike Steele says legislators use the supplemental process for the capital budget to augment and Back-built statewide projects that are currently underway. The capital budget is much smaller in the supplemental years. Keeping in mind last year for the biennial draft, we passed the largest state budget in history. We did nearly six billion dollars in capital construction across Washington state, along with federal funds, have contributed to some major projects that are still underway. The supplemental process for the budget is also responsible for establishing the next phase of projects to be written into the next two-year period budget. The Washington State Senate will double the number of its members that can be allowed onto the chamber floor at any time. After a change to its COVID-19 protocols that they made, KPQ News partner i One reports it was in, decided in a, a committee that the maximum number of senators allowed on the floor should increase from 15 to 30. They also determined the split should be 16 Democrats to 14 Republicans. The Senate has been conducting business in a hybrid format since this year's session began last month. Thank you for listening to the News Radio 560 KPQ podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and as always keep up with the latest at our website, kpq.com. This podcast is a copyrighted production of Cherry Creek Media and News Radio 560 KPQ.